Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, it is Autumn Miles back with you today. How are you doing? I'm so glad that you are joining us. I just love you. You know, my team and I pray for you. You're on our minds. You're on our hearts. Welcome to the show. I want to connect with you. We are hearing from you. I just got an awesome comment. Thank you uh, for the compliment out there. I want to connect. AutumnMiles.com. You can pick us up on any social media. Uh, We want also to invite you to a society group. We are launching our society groups and we are expanding them here to the Dallas area. We are going to be meeting. I want you to attend this night. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to preach live. I cannot wait to meet you. This is a women's only event, just FYI. Uh, But we are so glad that you are with us today. We are going to be talking about vision, vision today, the vision for your life. All, all of this in the last couple of weeks has come out of my book, Appointed. I'd love for you to pick one up. You don't have to if you don't want to. It's fine. Um, but I, I, the last chapter in my book, I wanted to talk about the future. I wanted to talk about vision. Um, vision unrealized. When we don't understand that we have vision for our life, that you were literally created to meet a need in this world. If we don't understand that we have vision, vision unrealized is vision lost. Honestly, I think this is one of the biggest travesties in our Christian world today and in our non-Christian world. You know, we all were created with purpose. There is no such thing as a person that was not created with significant purpose. We're not just here to exist. We're not just here to take up space. We're here with a job to do. And unfortunately, I know that I personally used to live under the mindset that, you know, I'm just here to exist. That is such a lie from Satan. You are called, you're chosen to work, especially if you are a believer. You are called to work for King Jesus. You're not just here to make a lot of money. You're not here to be successful. You are here to be successful for the Lord, not by worldly standards. We are engaging culture here with bold truth and raw faith. And I hope you guys understand this. You know, I'm a very bold person, Um, but I am 100% sold out to every believer walking in their callings. I love, absolutely love to hear emails messages 
of people that, you know, they felt God wanted them to start a blog to minister to their sphere of influence. And they did. Um, you know, I, I get here from, I hear from people that want to be rappers and, you know, they say, God's calling me to be a rapper. And I'm like, you just rap for Jesus. You know, I, I mean, I love that. I love it when, when people understand that they do have gifts, they do have abilities to achieve something great. Whatever God has called you to is great. Don't measure your greatness by how the world measures it. Measure it by your obedience, seeking after exactly what God is asking of you. I think people get way too caught up on greatness, how the world defines it, when greatness is actually a character trait that is linked to uh, obeying God. That is great. Has he called you to go to some remote village in Africa? That is great if you follow him. Has he called you to be an accountant? That is great if that is what he has called you to. Greatness does not equal celebrity. Let me say that again. Greatness does not equal celebrity. Now, sometimes God calls us to stand out and to be quote unquote, I even hate the word celebrity known, but don't get it twisted. Sweet listener. Greatness is a character trait that is linked to obeying our God. If you are obeying God, seeking step by step, his ultimate calling for your life, you are that'll preach. If a person knows that God has a plan for his and her life, wouldn't you agree that that would also be called vision? I hear, oh, a lot. I'm not a visionary, Autumn. I, I, I know you are, uh, my mom is, you know, my pastor is, um, they're all, they're all great visionaries. They all have great plans for their lives. You know, they can, they, th- they think in advance, they see, um, they see something in advance and, you know, I always liken it to, uh, you know, Steve Jobs. Walt Disney. Every time I go to Disney, Walt Disney World with my children, I'm blown away by the amount of vision. But if you were created, there is a plan and a vision for your life. And your job is to seek God in order for him to reveal it to you. Some of us have settled for the excuses that I'm not a visionary, which just is a cop out for ineffectiveness. Have you settled and said, "Mm, I'm not a visionary. I'm not going to be called to anything great. Really? Greatness is a character trait that is linked to obeying God. Stop giving yourself an out to achieve the plan that God put you here for. I love you. I say this in love because I've said it to myself for a lot of years. People can live their lives. I lived my life letting my life direct me and not directing um, my life. 
uh, I, I sort of for a while there was doing whatever felt right, whatever felt good, whatever I felt like, um, partaking in, um, I was just kind of letting my life pass by with, uh, you know, sort of whatever happened that day. If I get a phone call, Hey, you want to go eat Chinese food? Well, then I would get up and do it. There was no plan. I didn't, I didn't think ahead. I was living in the moment and there's, there's a, there's a lot of benefit to doing that. But if you do that for so long, day in and day out, you are literally letting your life direct you rather than understanding and coming to the mindset that I am here one time. You're not here 64 times. You're here one time and living, knowing, what did David say? Teach me to number my days, knowing that there is a number to your days. And one day you're going to come at the end of your days. And when you come to the end of your days, are you going to look back and think, man, I should have been more effective for the Lord. I wish I was more effective for the Lord. Don't let your life pass by. You know, I think that's one of the things that Satan really takes pride in. Christians that don't understand there is a greater call on their life that they just kind of let the ebbs and flows of the day carry them rather than saying, no, my life is going to count. Seeking gangster-like their, their call, going after their call ferociously, audaciously, tenaciously. And saying, God, come what may, when I lay my head down in death, I will have accomplished everything you've called me to. Oh, I want to be that woman. I want to be that person. I believe there's, in the book, I talk about there being this barren wasteland, this wasteland in the Christian culture that's populated with unfulfilled vision. Think of those. This is such a so I don't mean this to be so incredibly disturbing, but I I I almost can envision that. Would you just envision that with me for a second? Just a wasteland, the landfill, if you will, of vision. Just just think about that. Where people have come, they've accepted Christ as their Savior. And then they've lived their lives, not really seeking his plan for their lives. And then they're, you know, 80 years old or 90 or a hundred or whatever it is, or maybe younger than that. And all of a sudden they, they find that their life is coming to an end and they didn't ever, not one time did they seek God for how to spend their days. I just, I honestly think that is one of the most discouraging thoughts ever, but I share that as a wake up call to you who, who have breath in your body, who have purpose. Um, if, if you're still alive, you got purpose. I share that. So you will not be one of them. 
You know, if you're joining us uh, right now, we're talking about vision. We're talking about the fact that if you are alive today, there is vision for your life. It is your job to seek it out. My goal, one of the reasons I did the show uh, is to tell you, you are called to something incredibly crazy, awesome for our King Jesus. And if you're just joining us and you feel inadequate, you feel um, unsupported, you feel like you're not smart enough, like you're not good enough, like you don't have the connections, like you've, you've, you've done a different career path for 20 years and I couldn't possibly start over now. All of those are lies from the enemy. Seize your life right now. Stop letting your life direct you. You direct your life. Start today with the mentality that my life is going to count for the rest of my days. My life is going to count. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't handle myself after I got on my divorce. I was in that relationship for seven years. I couldn't handle the fact that I wasted seven years of my life. That is a lot of years. Seven. My son is seven. His entire life I wasted on me. And it got me nowhere. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I came to a point where I couldn't stand thinking that I was just letting my life pass me by. I wanted to be very intentional of, uh, about my life. And I want you to, too. Satanic and fleshly influences have talked droves of people into bypassing what God wants them to do because the journey is too hard and the path is too narrow. You know, I believe that God always calls us to something that is outside our realm of control because we have to engage faith in order to achieve it. Without faith, is it impossible to please God? So whatever God is calling you to do, it's going to be outside your realm of comfort, control, um, connections. Because you're going to have to believe God and seek God to achieve it. But Satan will come in right about that, that point where we feel very defeated. And he will say, you can't do this. It's too big for you. It's too much for you. You're too old. You're too young. You're too whatever. And he will talk you out of the very thing that God wants you to accomplish. A lot of people, and I used to be, um, I definitely used to be one of them. And I say all of this and just love, 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 love for you. I love you. I pray for you. I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. You hate me. I'm sorry, but I love you. Um, there's so many of us together and we're saturated with this intellectual knowledge about God. But for some reason or another, you know, isn't it kind of weird sometimes when we feel like we can't perform for him? We're saturated with all of this sort of um, things that we've learned in Sunday school or small group or whatever. And we've got all of this information. Well, God wants to use that information that he has given you that you are privy to in order to affect this culture exactly where you are. For his glory. I don't want you ever to live by just an anthem of excuses. If you look back on your life and you think, man, 
I can't do that. I can't do this. You're literally living by excuses. That's crazy. Choose to direct your life. Whatever God has called you to do, step out. Excuse me. If you're joining us, we're talking about God's vision for your life. I said earlier, um, I have chosen my life to count in whatever capacity that is. And sometimes that's releasing what you want to what God wants. That's releasing your desires to his desires. That's always releasing your desires to his desires. I fear, and I used to do this a lot. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't ever again want my feelings of inadequacy to interfere with my opportunity. I I know that, uh, we got, God will provide the opportunity to achieve whatever it is that he is calling you to do. But sometimes I can think of one, um, one, one friend from years gone by that had so much opportunity in front of them and allowed their feelings of inadequacy to, they literally shut down every opportunity that came their way because they didn't feel like they were worthy enough, good enough, smart enough to achieve them. I want also to tell you and just encourage you, you know, God has created your weaknesses and your strengths. So whatever strength you have, it was, it was fashioned by a God who absolutely was very calculated when he made you, but he also gave you weaknesses in order to rely on him or to rely on other people. Both of them are beautifully made and he fashioned them in such a way that you won't be hindered in what he has called to do you to do. Um, I, I feel like sometimes our weaknesses, uh, scream at us because we know our weaknesses a lot of times more than we know our strengths. And we think that's going to hinder us. It's going to stop us. But do you think that God would have created you, uh, to be hindered by something he has given you? Um, no, he has given you everything necessary to achieve what he has called you to do. Your weaknesses don't hinder the opportunity. They don't take away from your potential. They just make you force you to rely on God to achieve them and not yourself. If we had all strengths and no weaknesses, where would our need for God be? That's not a weak position. That's a strong position because I know that God can perform so much better than I ever could. And right now, as you're calculating your own, own weaknesses, understand that they were put there on purpose. They were put there to be mean. They were put there. What does God said to say to Paul? My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for you. Godly vision never originates with you at a original Nates with God. God is the one who distributes vision and purpose. 
whatever it is, you know, this is, I think on the other hand, people that, that sort of start taking credit for, um, what they've achieved and for the things that God has, has done in their life. You know, they start, they start taking credit. Wow. Look at that. You know, look at what I did. I, this, I, that, no godly vision originates with God. He is the one that knew exactly how he fashioned you to call you to whatever is that he is asking of you. He has distributed the vision to your life. So beware, don't ever take credit for this. Your dreams and desires, they're meaningless if they're not God-given. They may make us happy for a second if we get them, but they certainly won't bring us purpose. Whatever it is, that you think you want, surrender that under God's powerful hand and see if he is in it and seek him for direct vision for your life. Your plan compared to God's plan for your life would embarrass you. I think of what I, I wanted to do. Um, my plan, you know, got me divorced at a very young age and <laughs> destitute, no money, no no future, it seemed in the moment, no friends. And that was my plan for my life. And it has embarrassed me multiple, multiple times compared to God's vision, compared to all God wanted to do with my life. I've literally stood speechless in my prayer time because I see that God's ways were so much higher than anything I could have ever wanted for myself. Your vision meets a unique need. I love this picture. I was at the, um, I was at the beach. Um, I love the beach. I'm there a lot just to refocus and pray and things like that. And I remember sitting at the beach and, um, I was just praying through, you know, the future. God, what, what are you asking me to do? How do you want me to step out? And, God said so specifically to my spirit, you are a natural resource of mine. As I looked at the water and I thought, wow, the water, the, 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 the waves, um, are so powerful. Wow. The ocean is such a resource for God. What think of all the things that that you do with the ocean. I mean, we eat the fish out of the ocean, you know, it's um it's people drink purify the water out of the ocean and actually it's called a drink. So many things. And God told me that day, you are just like this ocean is for me. You are a natural resource for me. Your vision God's vision for your life meets a unique need. Why? Because you are God's natural resource. Uh, But we don't think that way. We think, you know, God can use somebody else. No, you, specifically how you were created, a natural resource. I love David and Goliath, but I just want to talk about David here for a minute. 
First Samuel 17, then, then a champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. An opponent fight. Uh, they, they, they decided to fight opponent against opponent. So the Philistines had their opponent, Goliath, and Israel had no opponent whatsoever except for David. David stood up. First Samuel 17, 32 and said, let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight the Philistines. The entire nation of Israel out of, out of all of the army, no one would step forward, but God had fashioned David a natural resource to go in, in all of his faith and, 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 and the power of God backing him to literally not only kill and defeat Goliath, but, uh, kill and defeat the Philistines army. David was a natural resource. It wasn't the popular choice that David had. Is that something that everyone wanted to do? But it was the choice that gave God the most glory and caused the Philistines to be defeated. There are so many Goliaths and Philistine armies in our world today that people are looking around and they're saying, well, I don't know how this is going to get solved. I mean, I think of it. unborn babies. I can't, I hate abortion. I hate it. I can't, I just, I can't even, I haven't been an adoptive mother. I absolutely can't stand the thought of an unborn baby dying. There are so many Goliaths in our culture that you are fashioned to champion you and no one else is stepping forward. But in this moment, God might be saying, I've called you to this so you can power through this so you can achieve something great for my name. You must rely on my power and not yours. Nothing is impossible with God. And I leave this today to tell you, seize it, seize your life. Autumn Miles signing off. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.